On October 16, 1957, 23-year-old Brazilian night shift farmer Antonio Villas Boas was plowing fields near São Francisco de Salas, Brazil, when he saw a red star in the night sky. Nothing out of the ordinary until the red star seemed to get closer and closer and getting larger in size as it approached Boas. As it got closer, he realized an egg-shaped aerial craft with a red light at its front and a rotating cupola on top. The craft descended into the field with Boas, landed on three legs, and it was at this point that Boas began to flee out of fear. However, there was a problem. As Boas tried to drive the tractor away, its lights and engine died shortly before he could get far. So he hopped down, deciding the only thing left to do was to hit a run for it on foot. That's when he was dragged by a five foot tall humanoid being wearing gray coveralls and a helmet with small blue eyes who made barks and yelps instead of human-like verbalizations. Three other humanoids appeared as Antonio was dragged inside their craft. They then began scripting him naked and covering him with a gel-like substance before taking him through a room with screened red symbols written over it and into a semi-circular room in the craft where the humanoid beings took blood samples from Antonio's chin before taking him to another room and leaving him there alone for half an hour. During this time, a gas was released into the room causing Boas to become extremely ill and Boas was then joined by another humanoid being, a female male humanoid who he claimed was very attractive and naked the same height as the other beings with a small pointed chin and large blue cat like eyes except she had long platinum blonde like hair with bright red underarm and pubic hair he was strongly attracted to her the two of them engaged in sexual intercourse yet he noted that during the process the female humanoid did not kiss him and instead nipped him on the chin and when it was all over she smiled at him rubbing her belly and gesturing upwards towards the sky of which he interpreted as her telling him she was going to raise their child they had just conceived in space he noted that she seemed relieved and as if engaging in intercourse with him was a task and she was glad she was done and he felt angered by this because he felt he had been a little more than a good stallion the beings returned his clothes and gave him a tour of the ship during which he attempted to steal a clock-like device as proof of his encounter. However, it was a fail as he was caught and then escorted off the ship and he watched as it took off, glowing as brightly as it did when it first arrived. Afterwards, Antonio simply returned home and found that four hours had passed since he first saw that bright red light in the sky. Following his strange encounter, Antonio would later experience extreme nausea, fatigue, headaches, bodily pains, loss of appetite, a burning sensation in his eyes, and lesions at the slightest of light bruising that turned into small reddish nodules that hardened and became painful to the touch, yielding a thin yellow discharge while the skin surrounding the lesion were violet in color. He contacted journalist Jose Martins, who at that time had an ad in the newspaper searching for people who had UFO encounters. Martins would then contact Dr. Olavo Fontes of the National School of medicine of brazil who had american contacts in april the american ufo research group fontes examined boas discovering he had been exposed to a large dose of radiation and his symptoms were a result of mild radiation sickness boas would later go on to become a husband lawyer and a father of four and unlike other ufo abductees boas fully remembered his encounter without the need for regression hypnosis therapy and he remained true to his story until 
until death in 1991. I get the impression that certain species of aliens have either destroyed their planet in the way we are destroying ours and its natural resources and habitats with global warming and technology and so on. Either that or a war between different groups of aliens left certain species and planets of them in ruin and left them genetically messed up in the similar fashion that living in proximity to a nuclear bomb zone would spawn a new generation of children susceptible to developmental issues and oddities here on earth. Look at Hiroshima. People can't live within a certain radius of that area or it's damaging to their bodies. And for all we know, if us earthlings carry on, we could very well end up looking the same way these aliens are described to look. They could be us from the future for all we know. And maybe they are trying to fix their genes by merging theirs with ours. Maybe we are the poster child for what aliens wish to look like. In the same way people see a model in a magazine and go to the doctor. Except they want to look like us and so they study us and do things like take our genes or have sex with us to reproduce. It's not far-fetched. Even humans do it breed with certain people or races for their genetics and features or to get the race to a certain point, such as certain groups who try to whiten their race or lineage by only interbreeding with lighter complexion people or Caucasians, or wish to make their lineage more exotic and physically enduring by darkening the race and interbreeding with only those of darker complexions or of African descent. Is that what happened with Boaz and this mistress humanoid? Was that why she engaged in sexual intercourse with him? His description of her gave me the impression that she herself was of mixed species. A crossbreed between a human and what the species of the occupants on the craft was. Maybe her mating with Boaz was a way to test if there's a way to perfectly combine both species through generations of interbreeding. The humanoids Boaz encountered did seem to have a fascination with chins. To the point they took a chin blood sample from him, sent in a female humanoid noted as having a pointed chin who bit his chin during sex. And I do get the impression that a certain elite group of aliens have dominion over earth. A group that the others are scared of maybe. A group who's maybe oppressed them or is far more powerful than them. So that's why they sneak around and spy on us earthlings. And we are perhaps like I said the perfect creation form wise. But they don't know the secret formula to create in us so they kidnap us and put us back and wipe our memory and all evidence of an encounter as to not get in trouble with the elite one or ones who are the ones who genetically engineered and created us. This explains all the examinations that seem to take place during these abductions. It's similar to the way that our very own leaders here on earth spy on each other when it comes to weapons of mass destruction and new technologies. Except in this case, mankind is the product. Technologically, we may be primitive to these beings, but genetically and form-wise, we may be superior in their eyes. Most likely, texts from cultures and religions of the old are simply archaic poetically written accounts of ancient aliens. I feel like they are telling us this because of the way they describe and wrote certain things we take it as figurative language or simply can't understand what they are describing as a technologically advanced person place or thing it's like when it says god created us in his image of perfection this could very well mean that the most elite being in the heavens outer space created the perfect genetically engineered beings and the rapture the world is awaiting where a light appears in the sky and certain individuals get taken up could really be a massive UFO abduction where certain genetically selected beings are taken up into the heavens aka outer space while humans whose genetics they deem more superior or more important are seen as having beaten the system and are allowed to stay on this illustrious planet while all the alien human hybrids are left to dwell and interbreed on earth with mankind. These hybrids would be those created 
dated from abduction examinations when semen and eggs were collected and through the means of having sex with humans like Miss Lady Alien did here with Boaz. For all we know, this process could have already happened before in history and this could all be a cycle. Mankind here on Earth could be human and alien hybrids and they are just observing us, reproducing with each other, creating new DNA and watching to see which groups have the strongest genetic makeup. It's the survival of the fittest and they take the fittest and do what they need to do with it to make even stronger DNA. I mean once you think of things this way you really will never read any text of the old world the same again. If the heavens is really another term for outer space and aliens are beings from outer space while angels are heavenly beings then they are all the same thing. Aliens, fallen angels, and the Anunnaki. The different classes and hierarchies of the angels could equate to the different species and status of certain alien groups and the Anunnaki. And the Anunnaki could be from the ruling class, but even they had a triad they all bowed down to, which peaks its head in religion as the Holy Trinity. So I'm just saying, there's connections in all of this stuff that draw a very thin line between science and religion. Anything is possible. What do you guys think the reason for aliens' interest in mankind and earth is? And what do you think about Antonio Boas' encounter? Let me know down below in the comments.